Hey, this is Soma79. Welcome to episode five of the Articulate Ox podcast, where artists talk about the art that made them artistic. Thank you so much for joining us. So my guest today is Leah Donahue, who is a singer from the band Candy Criminals, and she, she's someone I've known for a very long time. She is a graduate of Berkeley College of Music in Boston and is a very talented musician and singer. And just a very interesting person in general. She's also an amazing baker, which we get into a little bit during the episode. Um, so Leah decided to pick two topics today, which I thought was interesting because they're sort of they're sort of opposite to each other from a musical perspective. One is Tycho, and the other is Ryan Adams. And that is my cat over there turning my turntables on. So we'll see if that got picked up or not. Um, so uh, so interesting. Tycho and Ryan Adams. I'll be honest. I had heard of Ryan Adams. I'd never heard of Tycho. I don't think I'd ever heard really any music from any of them, or at least if I did, I wasn't aware of them. So this is really the first episode where I was going in pretty blind. And um, so unfortunately, I did, I did my research on their music, but I didn't do a whole lot of research on who they were as a person and their influence on pop culture and things like that. So I was a little unprepared for the conversation we had around Ryan Adams. A lot of it did center around the things he was accused of in the past few years and how it impacts cancel culture and all that stuff. So unfortunately, I didn't have a whole lot of knowledge about that ahead of time, so I had to sort of bluff my way through it a little bit and uh, do some researching later. So I apologize for that. Um, I'll know better for next time. I must admit I'm still kind of new to this. But I think we have a great conversation here. I will note this was recorded a few months back. If you would like to follow me, I am at Soma79 on Instagram. And you can find me at Soma79 on YouTube, which if you're watching this, you've already found me here. So please subscribe. Okay, thank you very much. And I hope you enjoy our conversation with Leah. Hey, I forgot to mention, stick around to the end and check out two songs by Leah Donahue. Undone is first, and then F-A-R, Far is next, which stands for Feel All Right. Thank you very much. Good morning, everybody. I am here today, Soma79, with the Articulate Podcast. My guest today is Leah Donahue. Leah, how are you doing today? I'm well. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thank you so much for being here. So Leah um, is the lead singer of the band Candy Criminals and another band, Acoustic Menage, and has another project coming up sometime soon called That's What She Said with uh, Craig Cameron. Cameron, uh, Leah, you're the singer and you play play keyboards in in all three of these? Yes, I do. And also my friend Josh is the lead singer. In case he watches this, don't want to diss Josh. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're, we're co-singers. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So what yeah. do you guys, what do you, what do you guys been working on? Uh, we do mostly covers, um, uh, everything. I mean, really everything. everything. Rolling yeah. Stones. Uh, we've done, yeah, now, I, now I'm blanking on the set list. I do some Ryan Adams myself. Oh, good. We'll be talking about uh, him a little bit today. Yeah, I hope I hope so. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, just pop, rock. We do watermelon sugar. We do sympathy for the devil. Like we cover it all. Awesome. Yeah. And there's some videos you guys online. Um, some stuff looks mm-hmm. like it was shot live during um the uh during the pandemic. So uh it was good. You guys were getting out there and actually, you know, getting some music out there to people. It looked sounded great. You guys had a lot of people up there too. I mean, you guys that uh I mean, it must be a lot of sound. <laughs> I'm a rapper. I'm used to a microphone and some turntables. And I look at that and go, oh, that must be a pain in the ass. Get all that stuff out there. But, it is. It's a huge pain in the ass. But, you know, 
I, all the, all these people help me carry my stuff. So I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. And the reason why you do it, I'm sure it's passion. And that's what we're here to talk about is inspiration and you know, what it is that kind of got you going doing your music stuff. So, um, yeah. the, you want to talk about two artists today. It was, uh, Tycho and Ryan Adams, two obviously very different artists. Um, one of them, I was more familiar with the other. And part of the, the reason, the selfish reason I do this podcast is so that, um, I tell people there's this podcast called, how did this get made that does that, that covers bad movies and they've done about 300 episodes and over the pandemic i decided i was going to watch all of them and wow i only have eight left and uh so i've spent like all this time watching and i enjoy these they're bad but to me i find them enjoyable but i've absorbed all this stuff and i'm like i gotta start getting some some stuff that other people consider good and i figured this is a good opportunity for me to connect with people talk about what inspired them and hopefully maybe absorb a little of that for myself or for others but so Tycho was a really interesting one because he's um doing something very similar to what i'm working on now is he's an audio he's audio visual um producer i was blown away by the videos that i saw of him um he had millions of spotify views so i was like i'd seen the name Uh, i mentioned to my girlfriend this is the topic was tyco and she's like oh like the legos and i'm like no not quite there's an h in there so um you know i obviously i've been introduced to him recently i will be checking out more um blown away by his graphic design and his visual art and all that great stuff so why don't you talk a little bit about where you're how you got into Tycho and what your thoughts are and influences and just kick this off yeah for sure um well uh why years ago now i was listening to uh pandora <laughs> And I was listening to uh, this band who I love, Fantagram. Yes. Another great band to check out. Do you I know them? Named, I just name checked them in a, in a rhyme that I wrote. It was like, um, when uh, I get small like Steve Martin or yes. Green Martians. It was like, when I get small like Steve Martin or Green Martians, I black out for days like the band Fan- Fantagram. Oh, my, I just got the chills. That's incredible. <laughs> I love, love Instagram. Yeah, I, so, like that's that's um that that first big song. Uh, I forget what the song is. Oh, it's when I'm small. Yeah, when I'm small. I forgot. Yeah. I, yeah, I forgot that it was dual layered. I forgot that 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 was two fanagram references. The blackout days. Yeah, I'm, I'm like right now. I'm like popping myself. <laughs> I'm. I, I need fanagram. to hear this immediately. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, you know, it's funny. You know who's on it? Drums by Dan Bazzoli and guitar by Jason Temple. Oh, wow. Working on a little something that I don't know if they've mentioned at all, but um, I got them sending me stuff and I'm assembling it together. Though I did tell them, I sent them the finished version, that, the, the first draft of that song. And, I, and two days later, I'm like, ignore that. It's all getting rewritten. But those lines are staying. So, but yeah. Well, listen, little, never yeah. done, right? You can nope. always rework it. Nope. And I haven't talked to them uh, about the name yet, but I want to call it Microwave Sushi. So that's an exclusive here. Wow, that's something. Yeah. So we'll see what they say. So yeah. Wow. All right. Back to you. Back to you. I'll stop rambling. About okay. It. So Fantagram, listening to Fantagram and, um, you know, they suggest other artists and then Tycho came on and this song Awake came on. And I was like, I stopped what I was doing and I'm like, what the hell is this? It's a wonderful feeling. And that was it. Rabbit hole. Just immediately fell in love with all of it. Um, and then I got to go see him. So he is Tycho. His name is Scott Hansen, yep. um, but his band name, his artist name is Tycho. Um, but he plays live with the full band. And I, first time I saw him was at um, House of Blues on Lansdowne Street. Amazing sound system. It was, I didn't know what to expect because it's so electronic. I'm like, I didn't know how it would be. Yeah. And it blew me away. Plus he has all this visual stuff going on 
behind him in the band. Yeah, it's all live yeah. band. Like he's a, he's all he's guitarist, bass, drums. Um, so it's you have to just go listen to it. It's amazing. Yeah, it's got this very warm texture to it. Um, it's just, it's, I've gotten very into lo-fi music in the past few years, like chill hop and stuff like that. And it touches on a lot of that. And it's, it's like, I, the way I try to explain chill hop to people is I mean, it's sort of like hip hop minus all the aggression and all the lyrics. And that's what's sort of left. But when I see what, well, the way Tycho's approach to doing this is it's really, it's, it sounds very similar, but it's all based on a band. It's it's or not like a band, but it's it's live musicians. And with, with with chill hop, it may be a mix of the two. But to me, it's a real bridge between the two genres that I was very excited to see. Yeah, yeah. Um, he did so. The another show that he did, I hope he releases it somehow. But he sold tickets during COVID for a show at an undisclosed location in Northern California in a field somewhere, New Year's Day. And he, it was just him by himself with his guitars and his synths. And he did a show at sunrise, like an hour wow. before sunrise. It was, and then I watched it down here on my surround sound on my TV by myself. It was amazing, yeah. but it was only available for 24 hours. And it hasn't so that, reappeared? No, I think he might release it. It's so like, you could see the frost on his keyboards and he had like fingerless gloves on. And it was, it was so cold and but it was so incredible to see him do that by himself. Wow. Um, and I just love his whole, like he has this very chill vibe about him and I never get sick of it. Like I could still listen to these same, you know, songs that I've listened to a million times. And I just, my, my ringtone is awake. Like I can't, I never get sick of it. If it comes on, I let it play out. So now he's is, doing a lot of, no, go ahead. Nope. Go on. I'll save it. Um, he does a lot of like remix stuff on his songs. And um, so I will say if anybody wants to listen to Tycho, my favorite, it's pretty much his trilogy of albums. So it's Dive, Awake, Epoch. And you could listen to those three in a row. And it's like, not a concept album, but kind of like that. You kind of have to listen to him like that. Mm -hmm. He has some other albums too that are good, but those are my, those are my favorites. They're just, they're just, I don't know. I, I, I love it. I can't so, get enough. So here's something that I, that I sometimes, so like I mentioned, I listen to a lot of lo-fi and stuff, but I don't usually connect it to an artist. I feel like when I listen to music like that, I'm putting on a genre or more like more more often like maybe a record label and just saying let it flow and I don't I probably could recognize the songs by ear but but could would almost never tell you the names of some of these songs I've heard a lot of times mm -hmm. and yeah. you know I, I mentioned you before this is I was very excited to talk to you about this because I was you know I I know you mentioned you do like you know a lot of Rolling Stones covers things like that this to me seems like I was surprised that this is someone that inspired you um so first question I had we'll go into that in a second is when you listen to this music do you and you're putting on the artist do you do you feel them? Do you know, do you know the, all the song names and stuff like you would these bands that we grew up with? Or is this just something that does it all kind of meld into one? Because I find that with, with a lot of this music, it's, it's just the details are less important. It's more about the experience. I would totally agree with that. I do know some of the song titles, but if you threw on a Tycho song right now, I might not know the name because I do just get into it. Um, I do have all the vinyl. So I do sit down and look at it. So that helps too. Um, I do have the trilogy albums on 
twice because then you know they re-released them on the super cool color vinyl and i had to have it oh god i <laughs> i'm a sucker for colored vinyl all that stuff. Oh, i love it i love it it's like it. you know i love i ordered a a record in december on a whim and it showed up like three months ago and i was just like oh what a gift to myself <laughs> this beautiful piece of vinyl i forgot about it's so exciting and fun when they show up at your house yeah. Speaking of that, um, everything is so behind. I've done the same thing, like pre-ordered yeah. records and completely spaced. And then here it is in the mail. Oh, awesome. I totally forgot I bought you, this. You know what? I've, I've been telling people this. this is a store. I think it's called HHV. It's in Germany. It's an online store that I've been ordering from. And the deliveries come really fast. I, and it's it's most of the records are cheaper than they're over here. And I'm like, maybe the exchange rate wow. is just really in our favor. But like I ordered something from there and I got it within a week. Wow. Like, yeah. I was I couldn't I was like really? Like but yeah. That, so that's crazy. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. good to know. Yeah. So I'll send you the link. There's well, that one and another one, but yeah, there's a lot of great. I used to be nervous about buying stuff from over there, but I don't know the Germans got the record business figured out, so. Oh, good to know. Yeah. So um so for someone who um you know, you went to Berkeley School of Music, correct? I did. All right. So you um I I remember I believe I remember you telling me that was it Steely Dan that was um that was at your graduation that Yeah, the honorary doctorates that year were Walter yep. Beckham and Donald Fagan and, and Gary think... Burton not to snub Gary Burton by player. He's amazing. Yeah, that was around the time they were having a resurgence too, I think, cuz I think they had an album that was nominated for album of the year or something too. Yeah, I think it must have been Two Against Nature. Yeah, I think they beat out Eminem or something. It was like what a weird like That's why so do we have competitions like this? Yeah. <laughs> but That's um insane. So, you know, I've always, I guess I've always associated more, you with more music like that. Um, so I was really pleased to, to, you know, how did you, was it, was this, were you already listening to music like this? Like, how did you kind of go from the more of the classic rock into, into this sort of genre? Well, I guess I would say, so I don't think I ever really listened to classic rock. I, I would say like in the nineties, my favorite bands are Jamiroquai, uh, Brand New Heavies, Steely oh. Dan. Pat Metheny, who's a guitar, a jazz guitar guy. Um, you know, Pat Metheny? Oh, yeah. That's amazing. I love it. Um, I kind of listened to a lot of things, a lot of things from my childhood. Steely Dan, Pat Metheny are definitely childhood um, artists that I listened to growing up. Um, but I don't really feel like I'm, I, I listen to everything except country. Yeah. Or do, you, really, do you listen you know, to an old country? It's only new country. I don't I mind. Answer. Listen, if Willie Nelson's yeah, on Willis, yeah. or Johnny Cash, I, that's fine. It's still, this is going to sound rude to all the new country people, but it's it's musical and it's not so. It's not, an Applebee, it's not an Applebee's commercial. If I hear one more Applebee's exactly. commercial, it's like whatever. I just don't care about any of that garbage. Yeah, me neither. So I'll pretty much listen to anything. Um, and like, listen, I listen to a lot of jazz, just being at Berkeley. It's just, that's just comes with it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I wouldn't say I was a big electronic person. So I think I was a little surprised myself when I found Tycho and just kind of fell in love with it. But um, yeah, I guess I, I can see why you're surprised by this. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So has it, what influence do you think this type of music has had on the type of music you you work on and you create? Sorry, can you say it one more time? What so what sort of influence has as an artist like Tycho had on the type of music that you create that, that you work on? Oh God, I don't I I don't know that it has because I don't think I can write the kind of stuff that he like I don't see the connection with my music with his 
if that makes sense. Yeah. No, that's interesting because I run into this a lot with fandom in general that, you know, I'm a fan of a lot of different things. And I find that that um, uh, when I was a kid, I used to really love the Beastie Boys and I couldn't figure out how they got it's so syncopated. I didn't understand the way that basically beats were made. And then as I got older, I started figuring that out and it got me involved making it, but the magic sort of disappeared. And then, so as I've gotten older, that's happened with different things like drawing where it's like, I'd see somebody do something that was really impressive. I'm like, like you had to have been born that way. And you figure out, no, you just break it down and do this. And then the magic disappears. So there's certain things for me. And it's funny, the last person interviewed was a magician and, um, And like, he blows me away. It's like, I'm like the perfect mark for that stuff. But like, I don't want to know too much because I don't want the magic to disappear. So I think there's sort of some things that, that it's interesting how there's some things I think we have as artists that we're influenced by, but almost like, like, like if from a distance, I guess, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you understand, you relate to that? Yeah, hundred percent. So there was a time at, when I was at Berkeley and it was about, it was at least a year where I could not listen to music for enjoyment. I, we were so involved at breaking, analyzing all this music, writing music, writing by rules, writing by this, um, stopping it. And to the point where if a song came on, I wasn't listening to it. I was breaking it down. Analyze, what are they doing here? Where are they going next? Why did they do that? And it became too much for my brain. I couldn't, it wasn't fun anymore. For like a good year, I couldn't listen to music just because. And so, yeah, that definitely happens. Yeah. And then I, I, it's, there's also the, like when you're writing something, the working it out and the technical part of it, that definitely takes the magic away because you're working on it. You, you're not feeling it. Like I've been doing this a lot recently playing out. I'm so busy playing and trying to do my part in the band that I forget to just chill and be in it. Like, I think I did that really like the last couple of times we played out, um, like this past weekend, I really was like, I'm just going to stop focusing so hard and just play and sing and just be in it. And it changes it completely. It's such a totally different delivery. Yeah. And it's, feels good like it's so hard to explain to people who don't do any kind of art like it's such the feeling of that you can't there's nothing else that can do that right and it, all these things have to come together and the timing has to be right and the preparation has to be you really it is pretty indescribable it's just um yeah. it's yeah it's funny that um the the transition from going from somebody who listens to music to someone who performs music is also an interesting one because i find that you know i've done i performed a little bit of hip-hop back in the day and i'll be doing more in the future but like you find that you don't really know what it's like to be on stage so you get up on stage and you start seeing people it's funny you see people who are new to it and they do they almost instinctively do things that they maybe saw other artists do they stand in certain ways and they do certain and it's like a different way of like well i don't know what to do with my hands so i'm gonna do what like this other person did with their hands and you see a lot of that with hip-hop with a lot of the you know stuff like that so um and the other thing i find that changes is that your your perception of like like there you start liking artists that maybe just music fans don't like to some degree where it's like there you, you start developing these like crushes on artists i find where it's like oh like this is your favorite artist favorite artist and like to a, a bit like Tycho kind of feels like that to me he feels like I, he, maybe he's not the secret that i think he is but he feels like an artist that the more you know about what he's doing 
the more impressive it is to some degree. I guess. For sure. You know. I, yeah, and, it, and I, sorry, I kind of, <laughs> I know what, what you're saying. Like, I kind of like that he's a little bit of a secret. Yeah. Like he's successful and he's doing his thing and he's making a great living and he's he's able to do that. And that's awesome. I just don't want him to get too, yeah. too big. Well, that's what's cool now is that people can make a living off of, you know, essentially a small number, a relatively small number of fans now. Right. You know, it's like yeah. if you have 10,000 people that are semi-invested, you could make a living off that, you know? Yeah. And I'm sure he has more. Uh, you know, I'm sure he's got a lot more than that. And the, the worldwide audiences now, too. And that's something, too, about this music is it, it translates, I'm sure, very well across borders. Oh, yeah. He he tours all over the world. Um, he did do um, this is a little bit off topic, but he did do an album called Weather. And he had a singer come on and sing quite a few of the songs on it, which totally changes his music. And then a lot of the fans were like, can you not? And then yeah. he put out simulcast, which is the same album without the singer. And he went back and filled in the gaps of all the vocals with other guitar stuff. That's and I, really interesting. I prefer that album. No disrespect to the singer. I right. just like, he has little tiny vocal throw in here and there, but nothing. There's no met. There's no melody. There's no verse. There's no chord. There's none of that. It's just yeah. for, it's not even lyrics half the time. It's just nonsense. Um, I don't know if you heard any of that. A lot of that's on dive a lot of Oz and things like that. It's not, there's no real vocal part, if that makes sense. It's just part of the whole music. Yeah. I love, I, there's a, gr- a bunch of great live videos on YouTube that I was, I was watching this morning and that, that gave me the, cause I listened to a bunch of this on Spotify, but mm-hmm. when I just listened to it, it fell into that same category as lo-fi. I'm like, this is really cool, but I didn't, right. but seeing it and seeing it perform live and the visuals really pulls it all together. And oh, it's, yeah. it's and just seeing him talk about it. He's got a very, um, there, he, I can't, I don't know how to describe his demeanor. But it, it's, it's somehow serious, but not but that chill. serious. Yeah, it's it seems like he's not the type of guy that's going to be yelling on like Facebook Live about something, which is cool. No, right? I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, he seems like really genuine and he seems really introverted, but not. I don't know if that makes sense, but no, I get it. Yeah, um, he's, he's to him. He seems kind of just to himself, but I don't know. I he yeah, he definitely has that vibe. I guess um, it's beautiful to make write your own rules, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't feel like anybody does the stuff he does, and and it's it's a whole package thing, like all his art and photography, and it's all amazing. All his artwork is really cool. Yeah. And he also, um, well, one of the things I was going to say about him not getting too big is selfishly, I like seeing him at, you know, House of Blues, small venues, yeah. or he we played at the Wang, which was weird because it was seated. Um, but I did take Patrick to that. Craig and I took Patrick and Mason for their first concert to the Wang. Oh, wow. show. On a school night. Did they love it? They loved it. They fell asleep partway through. But if you yeah. listen to Tycho, that's understandable. Right, right. It's, it's yeah, yeah. And these, wow. two, these two young guys walked up to us before the show started and said to the boys, they're like, you know how cool your parents are that they brought you to Tycho and you're like nine years old? <laughs> And they're like, yeah, so what? We listen to this all the time. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. I was having a similar thought about that as I was watching like videos, the videos of you guys singing like the Stones and stuff. And I was like, is this, how do I put this? I'm like, 
are these cool parents or are we dorks and we don't know it? Because I'm like, if we, if uh-huh. I was a kid and my dad was in a like a barbershop, and like, I'm trying to think of the times. Like this is like music of like the 60s and 70s, and it's like right. you bump it back a few decades. It's like Dave Clark Five and like you know stuff like that. If my dad was in a right. band like that, I, but like you guys seem cool. <laughs> like, I think we're cool. I mean. It's hard to know, know when it's like you're in your 40s and you're doing this yeah. stuff. And you're like, there was no, when, when, when I was a kid, there was no one that in my realm that was like 45 or, you know, in their 40s, like doing right. stuff like this. So I feel like it's kind of uncharted territory. It's like, we get to be like snowboarders because the people above us, the people in generation before us like worked hard. You know? <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Like, I mean, listen, my band, we do Radiohead. Okay. So we do, yeah. we, we do a lot of it. Very true. Yeah. Radiohead's another big one um that i i know you you like a lot and um, this might be a good time to segue into the other topic ryan adams um yes do so, it yeah so i'll it was a brief history I, I ryan adams for me i'm another person who i had to clarify to everybody that wasn't brian adams or to myself and i'm like okay this is constantly i know what a, what a bitch to have a name like <laughs> you know it's like but um and he's another it's a name i've heard a lot over the years you know for good and bad reasons we'll get into that um yep. Never really listened to much of his music, but um, I listened to the album Gold. You know, that oh. was that was that seemed to be the cover that I'd seen the most over the years. So, what um, where did you get where did you get on the Ryan Adams train? And um, I, I I don't remember where the first song I heard by Ryan Adams was. Uh, it's called Two, which I still love. Um, and I don't I th- it must have been on Pandora or something like that. Or um. I don't really remember. I just remember always knowing it. And I was like, oh, I love that guy. And then I went to go listen to his stuff and his catalog of music is insane. He has so many records and so many songs and some of it, I'm just like, eh. and I didn't really like, it didn't really hit me right away. And I kind of just stepped away from it. Um, it's only been the last several years that I've really gotten back into him. Um, he, I like his stuff with the Cardinals and um he has a lot of just Ryan Adams stuff too. He did cover uh, the entire Taylor Swift 1989 album. Oh yeah. The Taylor Swift fans were not pleased. I happened to love it. I thought, <laughs> I thought it was better. Well, I don't really listen to Taylor Swift, but um, I've never heard a Taylor Swift song. If I have, it's never been identified to me. So I actually, I have no opinion on her because I've literally never heard her. <laughs> yeah, she's fine. She's talented. Yeah, I just, sure it's not my fine. thing. Yeah. yeah, me neither. Although yeah. her two albums ago, I couldn't tell you what they are. Um, Folklore or the other one. I don't know which one is which, but Craig again was like, he texted me one day and he's like, you, you gotta listen to this Taylor Swift album. I'm like, Craig, our friendship is on the line. <laughs> And then I listened to it and I'm like, damn, that's really, really good. But yeah. like Bonnie Vare was on it. Is that how you pronounce his name? Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. There's a bunch of people on it too. Not to, again, not to take away from her, but it was just right. totally different stuff than what she normally does. And it was really good. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Ryan Adams did 1989 and it's, uh, I love it. It's Ryan Adams style. You know, he yeah. just, he has his own style and I love it. Now I feel like when I'm writing, I try his stuff. I can feel like I can get more into my music than Tycho. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, I just saw Ryan Adams, Patrick's second show, third show. Actually Patrick's first show was Fantagram at the egg in New York and Albany. Um, I've never heard of the egg. I was, I was in Albany last, last year. I'll, next time oh, I go back, I'll it, check it out. You have to go there. It looks like a giant 
concrete spaceship. You have to go up in this elevator to get it. It's insane. How did I miss that? Oh, it's that really I'm, cool. only, I'm only about like an hour, a little over an hour away from Albany where I live. Yeah, yeah, you're not far. Yeah. Yeah. I went to see um Fantagram there. And uh anyway, Ryan Adams um recently at the Schubert Theater District in Boston. I forget yeah, which one of those places which place it was. And it was just him by himself with his guitars and his piano, nobody else with his giant rug playing for two hours. And it was like the most intimate show I've ever seen. And it was so like, you could hear, it was so silent in there. It was incredible. And I'm very glad that he's back out there doing his thing. Yeah. Yeah. So we should just get into that. Cause you know, I, Ryan Adams obviously has had some setbacks in the past couple of years. I, you know, I don't really even know too much about this, so I'm not, I'm by no means an expert. I just, I think I read a couple articles in Pitchfork when it happened because I had no real emotional attachments to music. I was like, all right, well, this didn't, it didn't ruin something for me that I already, you know, right. was into. So, right. so I, but I did think it's an interesting topic because, um, you know, there have been times when big wrestling fans have been wrestlers who've done some bad things and now I can't watch the matches, but there's also been some artists that have been accused of things that for some reason, like I still have Kanye West on shuffle. And this has been a real rough week for that. And this, this may be the week that ends that, but um, I still, to listen to the music. So how has how is um how has the things that have come out about Ryan Adams impacted the way you feel about him or his music? So this is kind of a tough subject for people, I think. Um, and I'm probably gonna say some things that are gonna sound very anti-feminist, but it's not. It's just I think so when it first came out, there was some stuff that came out about it was like it happened all in like a 24 hour period, came out that he had been I think first, uh, I think her name is Phoebe Bridgers, came out and made some accusations against him being not making her records because she didn't hook up with him. I don't know exactly what the wording was, but that was the gist of it. And then it came out that he was being investigated by the FBI because he was talking to some female online that said she was 18, but she was not 18. And there may have been some inappropriate behavior like this which I don't know the laws and she was in a different state. They never met in person. It was dropped. It was never mentioned again. Nothing ever happened to him except for everyone in his life pretty much dropped him. This is based on his Instagram and what he said. He had no friends left. He was about to lose his house. The record label dropped him all. He had three records coming out. They were all canceled. He got, he got, uh, you know, he got canceled immediately. And I, I love that we're in living in a world where people are getting the support they need for things that have happened to them, women especially. I also don't love, and I'm not saying these women don't have any right to feel the way that they feel, but I do sometimes feel like some females can take advantage of that situation. And I just feel like it's really dangerous territory because if you're a man and somebody, a woman says something against you, it's pretty much an automatic shutdown, whether it's true or not. And I think it's unfair because I don't know. Listen, he's probably, maybe he is an asshole. And maybe he, you know, I know Mandy Moore came out and said stuff and he did say back, you know, Mandy Moore and I had problems during our marriage. We have talked about all these things. We've worked these things out. I don't know why she's talking about them now. It just seemed like an opportunity for her to come out and say that again i don't know these people i'm just you don't know the context of when she was asked of course not 
Um, she did say that, you know, he held back her music career and she feels like she should have been a lot further along. And honestly, Mandy Moore's fine. I don't know if she's, you know, if he didn't like her music and he didn't want to push it, that's, that's not illegal. Right. That's just, okay, well, I guess you're, you're not a supportive husband. Right. You know what I mean? And I don't think it's fair that he got so shut down. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, I guess on the flip side, dropping somebody from a record label because you don't like the way people perceive them is also not illegal. It's, it's, it right. is the record business. And, um, you know, you could argue that, you know, he may have, you know, he may have lost his support, but he is one of, there's also millions and millions of other artists out there that also, it opens a door for them. It's like, it's not a job. There's no guarantee. There's no, um, there's no pension plan in the music industry, I guess. Right. Is, is, of course. Know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you see see people like Louis CK that are, that are, you know, filling up, you know, filling up crowds, you know, it's, it's, I guess I look at it as that it gives people the choice and it's like people make we live in a capitalist country for better or for worse and people make their choices with their money. And, um, you have the opportunity to continue supporting these artists or you have the opportunity to not continue supporting these artists, you know, I mean, I guess, especially in a day and age now where it's like really, you know, Ryan Adams doesn't need a record company to make a living. You know, I mean, he, 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 if, if he has people that are still willing to support him, he doesn't need the support of the system, you know? Right. And that's where he's at right now. And that's what he's doing his thing. And I just yeah. don't like when people are, again, nobody knows what happened or went down, you right. know, nobody came out there were, you know, there was no sexual, you know, allegations made. Uh, the one with the underage female, even though she said she was actively participating in that, it wasn't, but it became an issue of her being a minor. So it wasn't really up to her. Yeah. But again, you know, yeah, he's, that's he's a tough area of the law. I mean, I understand it why is. it's there, but it's like, it's there to protect the kids. But, but like it made more, it makes more sense when, when you're, when you're next to somebody in person at a bar and they're lying. Yeah. When it's right. on the internet. And I know a lot of dangerous, horrible things happen on the internet. It's a lot harder to, to police. I mean, I, right. you know, there's a part of me that goes, I don't, even where I'm at, I'm at now, if a stranger hits me up, I feel like, are they trying to get my money or what? I, I don't respond to, and it's like the more, the more attractive the young lady or man, or whatever it is, the less <laughs> interested I am. I'm just right. Like, yeah. So everyone's but, coming. <laughs> right. It's, it's hard. It's, it's interesting because I find we do live in a society where, where, where people like things to be very black and white. And the reality is, and everything is very gray. He probably mm-hmm. has been a dick a lot of times in his life. Yeah. I've been a dick numerous times in my sure. life. A lot of people we know have been dicks. I mean, I, and I'm saying this, I, I don't know the level of the stuff he's been accused of. I'm you know, right. kind of learning about now, but like from the level of being a fan and your ability to still appreciate these people, um, you know, I think part of it for me comes with accepting that people are flawed in general. And I, in that, like, that we, that not all of us, all of our decisions would stand up to the scrutiny of, like, we've all sent a text message we wouldn't want to have read by, you know, by Tom Brokoff. Right. And, you know, and we wouldn't want to have read back to us in court. Right. And it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's to some degree, like you said, I mean, 
I'm learning the, the details now, but he's, you know, this is stuff that it would sort of happen. There's no, it's not really a train of evidence. There's people making accusations and things like that. It's a little tougher. It's not like he shot somebody on, you know, in right. Times Square. And it wasn't, and it wasn't like a Bill Cosby situation where a bunch of women came forward and said, this guy drugged me and did these things to me, or, you know, the Harvey Weinstein, where it was very, a lot of women making very detailed, you know, accusations against these people. It just right. seems like, okay, well, to me, it seems like I'm not really going to support Harvey Weinstein because it seems pretty obvious to me that he wasn't a great guy. Right. I don't see that with Ryan Adams. And I, I think my point is that it's so easy for people to get upset about things and then say, well, look what he did to me. And again, there was no accusation like that. It was more like he wouldn't make my record for me because I wouldn't date him. Or I don't know if they use the word that he held sex over their head. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know either. I mean, I don't, you know, but nothing came yeah, ever. Ho hopefully no one's going to post them in the comments with the picture of him. Like... Well, if that's how it is, that's how it is. I mean, I but like, I'm um... still, I, I, you know, I know he, I still listen to Ryan Adams, even that I'm like, you know what, we'll see what happens. This is a very gray one. And I don't, I'm not seeing anything, well, you know, I'd say, you know, based on like, there's been similar complaints about, I want to say allegedly Bob Dylan, there was some stuff about under a, and obviously Elvis. I mean, there's that too. Right. I mean, that seems to be a, you know, I don't want to use the word back because I don't want to get a letter, but like, you know, there seems to be some alleged stuff with him and underage and grooming and, you know, it's um, it's it's weird how I think people in general. There's the, the big there's the there's this battle between the emotional and the rational. I think when it comes to a lot of these things, and we all sit on yeah. different sides of fences where there's certain things that like make us, um, like all right. So last night I was watching. I mentioned before I love pro wrestling, but like I was watching it. It was 15 minutes left, and blood was drawn. Like somebody like started bleeding. You could tell it was the it wasn't intentional. It was an accident, and I just turned it off because I can't. I can't I, I am so grossed out by the idea of these people like bleeding intentionally and things like that but there's other yeah. people who are just like yeah it makes it more realistic and it's like I don't know that mine is any right any right or wrong but like there is yeah. that emotional element where I could rationalize and go these people are going to be fine one of the guys that get carried on a stretcher of concussion 10 minutes later so I you know yeah it's dangerous but um, okay I don't know what happened there I lost the audience okay. what, was the last thing, what was the last thing I was rambling about um somebody got carried on a stretcher and oh, yeah, yeah. personal preference that kind yeah. of thing and so just like i find that we all make these decisions i mean about that we're making decisions on about some information we only have a little bit above that's been filtered through numerous numerous people that also have their own different reasons for putting this out there it's like you know he'd have a reason being the truth out there he'd also have a reason being a lie out there mandy moore could have a reason to get the truth out and like all these people could have different intentions and we're just left here trying to like filter it out and go well how does this impact what i'm doing you know, mm -hmm. does this make the when I go for a run and put on a Ryan Adams song, does this make the run any less anything because of it? And I it's an interesting question, because for me, there's not really an answer. It's like we still if if Michael Jackson is still going to be, you know, regarded by lots of people as being, you know, what he is. And it's like that all trickles down. Right. You know, it's funny you say that because I have a really hard time listening to Michael Jackson. <laughs> Me too, because I'm not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I watched the documentary and I was like, oh, that seems real convincing. And I, again, yeah. nobody knows they weren't there. And I'm not saying he did it or didn't do it. I just, that's all I think about now when I 
hear yeah. Michael, which which sucks because I do like some Michael Jackson songs. Yeah, I get by with I don't smooth. That much. Yeah, I get by with smooth smooth criminal by Alien Out and Farm. That's enough for me. Oh, so Jackson, perfect. Like, so. And I do like a lot of music like that. Michael Jackson's Bad was my first, not Bad Thriller was my first cassette that I ever owned. I was like maybe in wow. In, wow like, it was that beastie boys licensed to ill and dj jeff and the fresh prince i'm the rapper he's a dj wow the only one of them remains standing now and that's the beastie boys because <laughs> like, yeah. will smith is you know jazzy that's jeff it. is still our hero but yeah I don't know. Yeah. but um funny yeah so um so how do you so do you so what is he working on now is he working on new material and just kind of like was was the show pretty filled when he when he went there they sold out the Boston, the the website for the Boston uh, ticket master crashed eight, like eight times that day because wow. no, everybody was trying to get tickets. How can that still happen? Because <laughs> like, I know like it's possible. Right? Surely Taylor Swift has sold more tickets in a day than he did, you know, like or someone like that. you would think. I mean, I mean, they're small venues. He played, like I said, it was the Schubert. I think it was one of the theater district venues, but um. He posted, he's like, all right, he, he was asking for a couple months, like, if I were to play shows, you know, would you guys come kind of thing? And everyone is posting, like, please, listening all their cities. And he's like, all right, tickets for Boston and New York go on sale on Friday at eight or whatever. And I was literally on Instagram chatting with people on his feed, like, did you get in? I can't get in. And everyone's like, I can't get in. I did try it. Like, it was madness. Yeah. It was like a whole community of people trying to get in there. And I finally did get tickets, obviously. I but. guess sort of begs the question is how canceled can somebody really be? Because that's something yeah. that I hear a lot where it's like, oh, this person was canceled. This person canceled. Like, the fact that we're still talking about them kind of proves that they weren't canceled and talking about sold out shows and, and things like that. Yeah. Well, he was gone for a while. Um, he shut down. When, once the FBI um, story came out, he was gone off social media, completely gone. And it was many, many months when the um, FBI is looking into you, that's it's probably a good idea, no matter what, to, to kind of take a step back, you know? Yeah, yeah. And he was just, he just shut down. And then he popped back on one day and um, he did come out and say that he um, is sober now. He's no longer drinking. He didn't like the way it made him feel. Yeah. And um, he's like posting all this health stuff. He's like running all the time. And um and then he got back into the music. So those three records that were supposed to come out when all this stuff happened, um, he he got them done. He got them done. And he just put them out like one after the next this past spring, like within a three month, six month period, three, I have three new records by him and they're amazing. And so he's 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 out there doing his thing. Um, and, you know, yeah, of course, there's going to be people who don't want to support him and that's fine. I just don't think it's fair that when those things are said, it's everybody's kind of just like, I don't know. He felt, honestly, I really thought the, the news was going to be that he had killed himself. Like yeah. not even joking. He made a lot of comments, a lot of dark comments on, on Instagram that I was like, damn, he's really not doing great. And it was sad. Right. Um, but but he's he's making a comeback. He's doing his thing. He sounds you know amazing. His he's so much music and and so much of it is really good. He does an incredible version of Rat li- uh, Round and Round. Oh really? <laughs> Just him on the acoustic. It's so good, so good. Yeah. But yeah. Hey, 
you know, he's doing it. I mean, that's sort of the funny thing too, is that like you mentioned, like the, the inferences to mental health issues and stuff. And like the responses you see to people on social media, it's like, there's some people who's like, well, go jump out the window. And some people yeah. that are just, it's, it's like, it, 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 it really shows you how, 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 especially when, when you're talking about someone's being viewed by tens and thousands of people, how every, it used to be a picture is worth a thousand words, but, but those thousand words are different to almost everybody looking at the picture. And which is one thing that's really blowing my mind about where we're at now in general, where it's like, even when we're all looking at the same thing, we're all getting this something different out of it. Yeah. And we're still in a world where people like to see black and white and there's just, there is no real black and white anymore. It's, yeah, no. that is true. And we're also living in a world where everybody feels like they can just run their mouths. Right, right. That's the biggest problem. Right. But the, the, the good part public. of that is a lot of people aren't listening. A lot of people are too busy. I'm literally cutting you off as I'm saying this. They're busy running their own time to listen to someone else. <laughs> that was actually kind of perfect. <laughs> yeah. And it's like there's that certain degree where it's like, I mean, this story for him, I'm obviously for him, it was it was multi-year, you know, changes in life and stuff like that. But it I kind of came and went from the public consciousness, I think, pretty quickly. You know, I mean, I'd be curious now that because I did mention a few people all oh, I'm talking about Ryan Adams on this podcast and they weren't like, oh, the guy who did this, whatever. Right. And that's good. Yeah. So, yeah. But, and I know I know that one of the people that came out and said negative things about him, the Phoebe Bridgers woman, um, last I read, she was being sued by some record producer, another record producer for slander. <laughs> Yeah, it's like you take the record industry is a pretty goofy place in the and obviously our legal system is a pretty goofy place. So when yeah. those two things collide and then you actually throw it in, these are creatives in general. And like right. we all and like creatives tend to be a different breed. There's a weird mix going on there of business and commerce and personalities that often you don't know what to think. And then you think about yeah. who, who like and I'm not trying to throw all journalists under the bus or anything like that, but it's like, you know, they're all looking for clicks. It's, it's really easy to, it's just, there's so many people trying to get a piece out of the pie of anybody who has the least, the least bit of the, the spotlight. It's, you know, but on yeah. the other hand, I sort of look at the spotlight as a game of capture the flag where it's like, you're only going to have it for as long, like it's not promised, you know, right. you're only going to have it for as long as you're going to have it. And there's a certain degree where it's like, there's kids in high school who maybe like do something goofy freshman year and the rest, like they, they say something wrong to the wrong person or embarrass themselves. And that's the rest of their high school career. Right. And it's like, so that's like, you know, I, it, it tends to be that people are often defined by small periods in their lives anyway. And in the end, who the fuck cares? Yeah, who cares? I mean, honestly, the whole, I really try and limit how much time I spend online. Um, I obviously go on for the band stuff to get that out there and my cakes, you yeah. know, constantly. Oh yeah, your, your baking stuff is, is off the charts. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Ooh, frosted by Leah. I don't, I d <laughs> thank you. I don't love all the nonsense, you know? It's it's necessary. That's it. We're we're an online planet now. It's just how it is. Yeah. But I would prefer to spend my time like this. I mean, I know right. we're using technology, but hey, spending time with people that I care about and that want to spend time with me and doing stuff together and going to yeah. shows. Like I've gone to more shows in the past several years. There was a like a really like a ten year period where I didn't go to a lot of shows. <laughs> Yeah, I was the same way. My life is different, and then it's it's like no, I got I'm I'm back to it, and I just love it. It's so 
important for me. It's important, not yeah. for everybody, but there is something else too about the, the cancel culture of it all. That like in general, like art, I think. I've learned to, to I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this. I've learned to sort of think that art has an expiration date and in general that like, and I kind of got this feeling when I was listening to old Eminem records and hearing him use the F word, not, not fuck, but the, the other derogatory one. And I'm like, oh, this, this music that I used to, that I knew that was wrong, but it, it, it didn't bother me as much then now bothers me to the point where this music has expired to me. Okay. And that there's other stuff in general where like even, I think, you know, there's, I think most, like, there's this movie, actually the poster behind me, Scratch, from this documentary. DJ Shadow's in this basement where there are all these, it's filled with records and, like, mummified bats and stuff. And he goes, you know, everybody here thought they're on the top of this world, but eventually we all end up in this pile. And um, for me, I think that's been one of the ways that I've been thinking more about art is that, like, you know, I don't think of it as as timeless and something that's going to be remembered after I'm gone or something. I I accept the fact that all of this is tangible and you know at a at a high level could be destroyed by an asteroid from the sky and, and you know none of us will be remembered. But um, I think for me, letting like it's in the in like the example of like the Michael Jackson or something where I said like, like letting go is okay sometimes you know mm -hmm. it, it's like making room for new things in your head and um I guess that's why I guess maybe I'm just justifying why I sometimes don't get too crazy over over some of these these allegations and things so it's like a lot of these things I'm willing like I'm willing to let things go to let new things come in anyway and if if that's the way the wind blows that day it's like that's the way the wind blows you know yeah yeah I get that you know yeah, and even a little bit different from that like I, I know for me songs I've written you know when I was in school I'll go back and listen to them and be like oh my god it's not a bad song but I should change it and do this this and this to it you could change it forever you right. know so that's kind of an expiration too yeah it's, you, you change you know your mood for the song changes and then you could const it could constantly evolve the same song over and over again I have a song on my album that um, I recorded the first verse when I was 27, I think, in the second verse when I was 42. And wow. it's like, that's like the point of the song. It's like, it's that's structured cool, kind of like that. Yeah. So it's like, I'm a big fan of recycling and, and keeping these things alive and, you know, maybe having, allowing things to change and grow. You know, and I think yeah. there's a lot of people, it's like, I put on one of the newest Green Day records recently, and I swear I could not, if, if you played this record for me and gave you a million guesses, I never would have guessed Green Day. And I have what? no idea how they got from there, from where, from like, do, 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 to like that. It just blew my mind. But things what, are like, what album was it? It was, it came out in the last, I'm trying to remember. I, you know what? It must have been pre-quarantine. I remember having a conversation with somebody at lunch in my office, like before COVID. So it was, it was right. It would have been like the year before, like 2019 or something. But I oh, literally, there's no way I could have recognize that and but oh, like wow and i think that the funny thing is like it's obviously does well enough for them to keep going but fans like me had to sort of let go at a certain point because you're like well this isn't you know i don't know i guess the, the, the it's one thing i run yeah. into what i sort of mentioned before about the fan versus the performer sometimes the fan never wants to see things change but the performer always wants things to grow yeah i, I think i was like that with jamiroquai I love their early stuff. And then the last couple, you know, and then I just, I didn't stick with it. Yeah. The bass player also left, which was a big factor. I was like, that was Smashing Pumpkins. I just, I loved them. And then I was just like, I just, I don't know. 
Like, it's just, it's, it's funny how that happens. Yeah. So what are you yeah. working on now? Oh boy. Uh, musically or cakes? <laughs> Either, you know, I haven't eaten yet today, so I could talk cakes. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, musically I am, I'm writing a little bit. I've kind of taken a little bit of a break, but, um, uh, mostly trying to get some more songs to play out live. So I've been doing, um, with the acoustic menage band, I've been doing some songs completely by myself, just me on the piano. Mm -hmm. So I've been trying to find a couple more songs to do that. I do Sean Colvin's version of CeeLo Green's um, Crazy. Oh, wow. She's actually really cool. Her version's really cool. She does it on guitar. I do it on piano, but um, it's pretty chill. It's good. Yeah. So just stuff like that. I do... Um, criminal fiona apple oh god fiona apple man yeah. she's that one we play that we play that with the whole band and then when i'm playing a gig with acoustic menage i play that one by myself um and people are like oh my god this song like wow yeah do you like the new records you just put out the past couple of most recent i haven't ones? really i you know i met, i think i listened a little bit to her most recent one and i kind of forgot about it yeah. Um, but I liked what I heard and it got really good. Yeah. Reviews, really good reviews. Yeah. yeah. It was great. And I'm not like, I like music like that. I'm not a huge fan of it, but I listened to that album a bunch of times when it came out. Oh, I'll have to check it out. Yeah. It's great. And then I also, by myself, I do um, Ryan Adams version of uh, Wonderwall by Oasis. Oh, I did hear that. That was pretty good. I, I like that. I highly recommend. Oh, yeah. so good. That's a song that I feel like is never going to go away. And it's funny when like Oasis came out and they were sort of like, whether they believed it or not, or they probably did saying they're going to be bigger than, than the Beatles. But a lot of those songs have really, have really set to the test of time. Like, yeah, you know, like yeah. when I hear them, I saw, um, I think it's Liam Gallagher, um, yeah. in a flying something i forget the name of the band I, I went on a date a few years ago and i saw him at the it was the most i'd ever spent for tickets i was recently single and wanted to impress somebody we we're like fourth row at the wang center i'm like i haven't wow. listened to oasis in like years <laughs> but like i was pretty blown away and he's someone else who's who's like i mean I'd, I'd say there's more evidence on tape of him being an asshole than ryan adams dick one right the other one's not such a dick oh, i right? don't okay. even know i don't know which one i mean i think they both have probably... he just doesn't make the news <laughs> right yeah yeah or like you know maybe just being the lesser of two dicks make you look like a good guy i don't know yeah. but like yeah, I think... yeah maybe yeah but like um that music it really lasts in a way that like I hate and this crap for saying this, but like it has sort of melded a little bit into like a modern Beatles for me, where it's like it feels like music that can be played. I've seen it covered many different ways and in, in different yeah. and it, it, it stands the test of time. Yeah. Yeah, their songs. I mean, they're catchy, they're fun to listen to. You know, I I love that song. Yeah. The I love Don't Look Back in Anger. Um What's yeah, that? we do that one too, actually. We just added that to our Candy Criminals set list. Yeah. That's a good one. I love the start of revolution in my head because they said the brains I had onto my head. And I started yeah. revolution from my bed because the brains I had onto my head. Like, that's just like, they're one of those bands that's just clever enough that like, it doesn't like, they're just kind of, they're sly the way they write. You know, there's stuff that just, it's like, it, that doesn't get corny. When I, the more times I hear it, it doesn't get corny the way that some stuff does. Right. You know, it's well, maybe that would be timeless. Yeah, it is funny that like the things that we think are going to last forever and, and don't, I guess. And I, I don't know. 
it's I, we're all still figuring this out too because we've never lived in a time where we've been able to absorb all this stuff before i mean literally like vcrs came out in like a lifetime like before right it's it's like there's almost too much of it but i mean i had betamax but yeah <laughs> do you have laser disc too <laughs> Never had Laserdisc, no. But we when had I went a... to, when I went to film school, everything they had was on Laserdisc. I'm like, this really? doesn't give me that didn't long. last at all. No, I think it was. It's like, oh, it's huge, and you have to flip it over. Right. <laughs> never what? touch it. Don't touch oh, it. Well, I would sell those when I worked at Strawberries on Route Nine in Framingham. I tried to work at Strawberries so many times. They never let me. They never yeah. Oh, really? That's sad. Yeah. I, there was a good crew that worked there. I love yeah. those people. And that's like, I watched Empire Records not that long ago. And that gave me some like, um, and I have a chair, I can't really see it here, but I have a chair that was, um, uh, I don't want to, I believe was probably, I'll say lawfully removed from Tower Records at some point. I think when they're going oh, out wow. of business and it's like this yellow, like Alice in Wonderland chair, we call it, that's at my piano. I found this, I got this awesome Hammond, Hammond organ off the side of the road that some guy was just getting rid of. And he's like, works perfectly with my grandfather's. Wow. And it's like, and it's weird. I've been having trouble finding like the model of it. It's, I don't know, but it sounds oh, great. It seems like something that like, maybe you use it at church. It has, it feels old, but has a memory card slot. So it can't be that old, but I don't oh, know. Weird. Yeah. I played one one time when I played on uh, Jay's record oh. in the studio and I played it and I was like, this is so much information. I was just holding my feet up and playing what I needed to play. And he was turning cause I couldn't do it all. Cause there's no sustain pedal. So you have to, it's totally different. It was not yeah. easy. This thing has a, has a bass that plays along with you if you want it oh, to. Wow. And I'm just like, this is all these cheaters at church. Just like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What the hell? Yeah. Actually let's talk about Jason for Jay Temple for a minute. He put out an album. Yeah. It's photographs in Emphiria or you might be able to say it better than me. Oh God. No, I'm not going to. I think it's photographs in Emphiria. Uh, it was a word that I had to Google. Yes. So, yeah. Jay, if you're watching. Ephemera. Ephemera. That, that's something. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah uh liked it a lot it was great i was i was pumped to see you on it yeah yeah it was so fun to do it yeah and jay's a mutual friend that we both we both grew up with um what was that like what was the process of working on that album like oh well it was like okay i know these songs i learned them and then you know what do you want me to play so that there was the choice between the hammond and then just piano and then they had a Wurlitzer, which I played, which was really hard to play. The keys were so hard to push, like, but I loved it. It sounded, it sounded amazing. It was fun to play. And the guy who ran everything at the studio at Wachusett was also a really cool guy. It was a good, it was a good vibe. Um, yeah, the songs are really good. Um, I didn't really know what exactly I was going to play. And he'd kind of changed some of the songs a little bit. So when I showed up, I'm like, well, we'll just figure it out, Yeah, which we did. We did. We, we cruised right through it. But yeah, it was a fun time. I miss doing studio stuff. It, it, yeah. It's fun the few times I've been able to get. And I've heard great things about Watch You. Said I, I worked with a songwriter last year who'd recorded some stuff there and she said great things oh, about great. it. Um, oh, yeah. It's just, but it's it's funny, like when you're talented enough and you've, like you are, those those things that change on the day aren't a big deal. You know? Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's always towards bettering the music. Yeah. Yeah. We kind of just figured, I'm like, is that cool? And he's like, yeah, that sounds great. I'm like, he's easy too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It must be weird. I think for an artist to put out, um, and a song 
in like because you know that like for every song we've heard there was a hundred versions of it we didn't hear and then really have to put the stamp on it and go this is the final version of it you know and then people go live to go see them live and if it sounds any differently they get upset and it's that must be a weird thing i, I imagine that there's a certain ring of hell of having to play that same song over and over again for the rest of your life like i i don't know like like i'm yeah. I, how many times has a spin doctors played two princes <laughs> you know yeah god i don't know if i could listen to that if it came on right now so yeah i don't know song, if i could either oh, done i'm done with it yeah but at the time oh my god amazing what a fun band yeah we all loved urkel in the early 90s <laughs> yeah well I didn't really watch that, but oh, um, well. oh, and just to clarify, the album is Postcards and Ephemera. Okay, we may have gotten that right Pretty in there. Sure. Somewhere. Yeah, it's available on all in the names. Jason. Don't be Temple. bad if I got it wrong. Jay. Yeah, and so hey, he was the one I mentioned before that I'm working on some music with too, and you've done some very talented, talented young man. Young man, he's already, <laughs> you know, we're young. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Cool. We're cool and young. Yeah. So um, we've been talking for a while here. Um, is there anything else you want to uh, you want to talk about, about music you're working on or any of these artists we brought up or any of that good stuff? Um, I think we. Oh, I do have one thing to say. Yeah. I still do listen to Louis C.K. I'll tell you, there was um, it never stopped. <laughs> I his, his stand up for me was always kind of wasn't always up my alley, but there was a three episode arc of that show he did where he's trying to take over for Letterman and Seinfeld's his competition and David Lynch is his coach. And okay. I, I, it's amazing. It's not, it's barely even comedy. It's about him trying to talk himself up into thinking he's good enough to replace Letterman with Seinfeld, you know, barking down his neck and David Lynch like yelling at him to be better. If you haven't seen that, you have to. I, I haven't. haven't. Gone back. It's his show, Louis, was really, really remarkable. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure I've seen some of those. Um, I definitely saw his first stuff that he did with Pamela Adlon. Oh, she's great. Yeah, the voice of Bobby yeah, that from show King was, of the Hill. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think she is, yeah. Yep. Um, she has a great show, too, called Better Things on FX. That's so good. I'll check it. I, she's great. I, anything, anytime she pops up in anything, I'm excited to see her. Better Things. It's really good. Show. It's a series. It's got a few seasons. Um, I don't remember what his first show was called. It wasn't called, but Louis is. Well, it was called second. Lucky Louis, I think. It was Lucky Louis. Okay, yeah. yeah I so never I saw that one. The Louis stuff. That was good, too. Yeah. I love him. I mean, I, you know, the stuff I heard he did. Yeah, that's it's not cool, man. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. It's, but he asked right what's weird is that it, i think it goes back to the like um we could just especially if you go back before a certain time where people like you could destroy i watched george carlin document i'm an enormous george carlin fan there's yeah. stuff in that documentary that in the right news article at the right time you know he would have never been in bill and ted's and it's like there, there's stuff like that and it's it's hard as um you know it's it I, I understand when some people cannot when just like that's it because there are some people yeah. like that I am like but yeah. like it is hard it's like we're still kind of all figuring this out together like how we sort yeah. of deal with these things that used to be private that are now public and how how we how we re, it's like it's like if we were in the situation before they were private we had all the information now they're public and we have very little information it's hard yeah, to know right. what to do with it, you know when it, when it's yeah. not really cut and dry you know it's yeah. Who knows? It's hard, but and like specifically with him, I get why people would be like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna 
listen to him anymore or support him. I get it. It was not, it wasn't a cool thing to do. Yeah. But you know, then it's like, if he did ask permission, I mean, it was probably know your audience, right? Yeah. I don't, I don't even remember the details in that very much either. Well, they were just, he was in his hotel really late at night and some female comic came in to hang out for some other reason. And he asked if he could, you know, just take care of himself. (laughs) And I think he started before she answered. Yeah, that's not cool. It's 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 not cool. I I would argue that it's 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 an odd request to make. Like it's 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 bizarre. It's not so typical. I I would say that you have to give somebody more than a few seconds to answer that because it's not it's not a how are you question. It's not a um you know how's the weather. It's uh, right. You wait for an answer. Right. Wait for but a solid answer. There was one thing too that you mentioned too about Ryan Adams getting sober. I mean, this country's got a very weird relationship with alcohol. And I think it colors a lot of things. It's like, you know, I'm not, I'm, I don't really drink, you know, the periods that I did, but I haven't been drinking for a while. And it's like, it's, it's funny how much we have accepted this kind of devastating presence in all of our lives because of the, the little bit of joy that it also brings. You know, and I think I would imagine I've made some bad decisions because of alcohol, none that have landed me in the newspapers or have ruined any lives. But like you imagine how hard it like like if you're already if your problems are blown up on a, or if you're already on a global scale, like alcohol feels really dangerous. Like I. I yeah. It's yeah. You don't get a, a pass there. Like, yeah, that is dangerous territory for sure. Yeah. And yeah. it's not for everybody. Alcohol is not for everybody. Right. I, it makes me wonder how in decades, once we have full generations of people who grew up in this environment where, you know, things are, or even like the, this conversation between us being recorded, we never had recorded a conversation before, you know, it's like as full generation people grow up in this, what impact that's going to have on stuff like this, where like, are we going to get better at being able to sift out the truth from the fact, or are we all just going to get better at being paranoid and have that either, either being paranoid to being better people or being paranoid to better covering our tracks. And that's something that I think time is really going to answer, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's true. But, I don't know. Yeah. But I feel like I've done a lot of rambling. Hopefully I didn't ramble a lot too much in this over you. Oh my God. No, this was so, so much fun. Yeah. Well, I was talk- nervous. It ah. was so easy. Appreciate I do it. have one question for you. Yeah. The chair that you got from Tower Records, that's yeah. the Tower Records in Boston, right? On Newberry yeah, Street. In yeah, it's right here. Hold on one sec. I love that. T- I've spent so much time on that Tower Records. Oh. Wow. Amazing. Yeah, an ex-girlfriend of mine was working there, I believe, when it shut down, and uh, she liberated it. This is good. It went to a good place. Yeah. I'm glad you have it. Yeah. So, yeah, that was the original. I missed what you were saying, but that was the original Tower Records in Boston. Yeah, yeah. I have spent a lot of time there listening to CDs at the listening stations, and I've discovered some really good music there, too. I just had one of my favorite movies there, actually. My favorite 80 movie, 80s movie, Three O'Clock High. If you've never seen that, oh. you gotta see it. I sat there and watched maybe 45, 50 minutes of it when in the where they had their movies playing down there. I'm like, how have I never heard of this before? Yeah, I've never heard of it. It's great. Check it out. Yeah, it's it's awesome. I highly recommend it. But yeah, Tower, man. Yeah. 
Are there any of those left? I, they can't be. Maybe. I feel like there might be one out in LA or something, but oh, don't, I, I'm not sure. I feel like there is, but I don't know. But Amoeba gives you that same feeling if you're going to be out in LA anyway, because Amoeba Records is just amazing. I've never been to LA. Oh, well, if you ever go, Amoeba, it's records All in right. San Francisco and LA is pretty much one of the best record stores you're ever going to find. Oh, cool. It always blows my mind how these places stay in business. Like you go into a comic book store, a record store, you're like, how many used copies of like U2s, like under the, you know, whatever, do you have to sell to like keep the lights on? They, they're there forever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're doing well. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get some, especially the amount of records I've been buying lately. It's, I'm, oh, mm -hmm. God. Yeah. I'm the type of spending that's going to help this economy, you know, stay on track. Yeah. All right. Are so you on Discord? Am I, I'm not, I, I am, I, maybe I am. Um, I never really, you can buy from them too, right? Yeah. They have like a marketplace on there. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's I've cool never really done that. Library. Yeah. I'll go on there sometimes to figure out if the version of a record I have is like the old one or the new one or the repress or whatever. Right. But pretty cool site. So All maybe right, you can hook up with friends on there. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And you can see each other's, uh, yeah. Collections. Uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Break breaking my house and i know i have some good records <laughs> oh, that's uh, it's funny i was um we have our mutual friend pete um who's a lawyer i was talking to him about doing a will and he, it was like right before a long weekend he's like this is sort of morbid i'm like pete like you know if it makes you feel any better i'm gonna leave you most of my good records <laughs> he didn't, he didn't reply. <laughs> so. nice pete yeah i know i had to get back to doing that so um so let's talk about um where people can find you uh plugs what's your social or your any of that stuff or you want to be found or not want to be found or whatever you can find parts of me um on facebook because they are not on instagram which i'm working on candy criminals it's the band we play locally worcester mass millberry grafton um We'll be playing at the Valley Pub in Whitensville, which I've never played at. Um, and Acoustic Menage, also on Facebook. And Frosted by Leah, L-E-A-H, on Instagram and Facebook. If you are local and you want a poison-free cake, that's Boy, where it's I'm very at. suspicious when you say poison-free. <laughs> I don't use garbage. I use non-GMO. Oh organic ingredients no food dye unless they want like cookie monster then you're getting food dye right um yeah. but yeah i do uh i have a lot of all my cakes are on there so yeah check it's it out it's really amazing that when you know we obviously have a bunch of mutual friends when i hear you're going to be there and there's going to be pastry that definitely you know helps get me in the car i think you brought some <laughs> cupcakes to my 40th for your birthday i did yeah, yeah. I was really trying. I think I only had like one because I was really trying hard to be good at that point in my life. I my my weight has been a um has been an up and down struggle. <laughs> it's been an hour in the elliptical this morning. I'm still recovering. Oh God. One cupcake doesn't hurt you. It's good for your brain. Yeah, yeah. It's anyway, anyway, so it is possible to eat one cupcake. I guess they did that once, but here's my method. I make so much cake that I don't want any more cake. I don't eat it. I I rarely will eat it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. It's yeah, funny. It's like, as an artist, sometimes I, then... yeah, sometimes I draw so many comics. I don't want to read them. So it is funny that like when we were talking before about ruining things and it's, it's really easy yeah. to do that, you know? Yeah. But I guess that's when it's right. something that's going to shorten your life, like sugar, it's probably not a bad idea. Yeah. Just indulge. And then you get over it and you yeah. move on. But if you're going to eat some, eat, yeah. eat yours. Cause it's, it's, a, it's, oh, God, your cakes are so tasty. Thank so. you. 
So, all right. Well, um, thank you very much for joining me yeah. today. It was a really great conversation. I hope people enjoy it. And um, I look forward to catching up with you in person. All right. Sounds good. All Thanks, right. Tim. Hold on one.